In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success and who to find it? That's the big question. Is it measurable? Can you obtain it? Can you dream it? Can you hold it? I'm on a quest to redefine how we view success, and I'd like to bring you on this journey. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. Welcome to the Be Fulfilled Show, episode number 10. My name is Tony Grubmeyer, and today's guest, Derek Wilson, joins us. Now, Derek's been married for 10 years to his beautiful wife, Jessica. They have four great children. Much of what he has learned over the past 10 years of working with internet marketing giants such as Russell Brunson is providing value to the world and living a simple, humble life as what brought him the most fulfillment. You're going to love this episode. We're going to go deep, talk about some tragedy. We're going to talk about overcoming a lot of life's obstacles. We're going to go up Success Mountain and come back down. We're going to have a lot of fun along the way. Please welcome to the show, my friend, Derek Wilson. How are you, my friend? I am awesome. You know what? It's an absolute honor to have you as a guest. We got a chance before you kind of go through the interview process. There's this, let's get to know each other so we can see how deep we can truly go on an interview. And one of the things that I loved was I felt like I had a mirror in front of me. I felt like the person I was talking to was speaking right to my heart. The situations, the way that you've gone through life, some of the things and challenges that you have faced I was like, me too. That's always fascinating for me because I don't get a chance to say that a lot. I don't get to say me too. And I don't get to say, wow, that resonates really, really well. So can I get a little background for the audience today on you? I know you're currently the sales director at ClickFunnels. And if somebody who's listening doesn't know what ClickFunnels is, I'm going to invite you right after this interview to run over to ClickFunnels.com and learn more. So go ahead. Yeah. So I, I grew up in a really small town. When I say small town, most people think like, you know, 50,000. I'm talking 400, right? Grew up on a ranch doing things that most people don't even, don't even think exist anymore. Riding horses, moving cows, stuff like that. So I I grew up very rural, learning kind of a mindset of of poverty, I guess would be the best way to put it. You know, when you grow up in a small town, the rich people are evil. You know, we do just enough to get by and, and that's all we ever need. And so as I got older, I ended up getting into an opportunity to where I was able to to work with Russell Brunson, as you mentioned, ClickFunnels. And he's become, I don't know, probably the top internet marketer in the world. And what began to happen is I began to be around more and more successful people. A lot of different shifts started happening within my beliefs. Things that I had always thought were true, all of a sudden weren't. The mindsets of, of successful people, not just monetarily, right? But within business, within their relationships, within their family, stuff like that. And so, yeah, I mean, as far as my story, a lot of it just comes back to growing up a certain way and then kind of having worlds collide as I got into, you know, being around more successful people. So take us a little before you kind of found your path working with Russell. What were you doing before? I know there was some life insurance sales and some other stuff. Talk to me, being in a small town, what was your core group of friends like? Where are they at today? Those are the kinds of things that I love to deep dive into because it kind of shapes more of the person and where you had to come from to get to where you are today. Well, most of my friends and family are either in the oil fields or they're, I have like literally half of my friends and family go around the country doing welding. So very blue collar, very, you know, pack your lunch pail and and go out and work hard every day. And so with me kind of being in the internet marketing community, more the business, the entrepreneurial community, I mean, honestly, they just don't get what I do. I don't know how many times when I'm with my friends or my family, they're like, what do you do again? 
And it's like, just don't worry about it, you know, it's because you get tired of explaining it because we are, we're on such different wavelengths. And I still love those people. And I, I admire their work ethic, their contribution as far as with what they're doing. But kind of like you said, when you grow up a certain way, really, the only way that you leave the town that I grew up in is if you end up getting a job out of town, right? Or else you end up on food stamps a lot of times, or you end up, you know, the median household income of the town I grew up in is $20,000 a year. I mean, just think about that. Twenty. I mean, most of the people I work with now make that in a week, right? And so it's been a, like I said, a huge mindset shift going from kind of the poverty. And, and we didn't know we were in poverty growing up, right? Like it was just normal. But looking back now at all of my friends and my family and everything else, again, all who I absolutely love them, just completely different paths at this point. So how does one go from, you know, cattle farming, literally to then saying the internet, because if, you know, if you're trying to explain it to your friends, how was it explained to you? How did you discover that path? Because that path in itself is a journey. Well, so here's what happened. My brother actually found a Craigslist ad to work with Russell Brunson back in the day. This is before anybody knew who Russell was, right? He was just a guy trying to sling some potato guns. And my brother ended up working with him and I actually had bought a business. I was going to college. I went to college to play football. I ended up tearing my labrum in my shoulder, never actually even saw the field. And so I was like, okay, I went to college to play football. I can't play football now. So what am I even doing here? Right. I was there because that's what you were supposed to do. And so I ended up buying a rain gutter business. And when the economy crashed, basically put me out. And so my brother was working with Russell at that point. And I said, man, I see that you're making money over there doing sales. Like you, you got to bring me in. And he's like, nope. He did the Chet Holmes hiring. You know, I'm not getting superstar from me. I'm not sure if you've ever seen kind of the model that Chet Holmes would use for his hiring. And so I sold myself, sold myself. Finally, I went in there. And at that time, I didn't know, right? Like I'd like to look back and be like, oh, I saw the vision. And it's no, I didn't. It was just one of those things that, hey, my brother was making money. He brought me on. And then, you know, you fast forward 10 years later into what ClickFunnels has become and the culture and the community behind what we do, you know, it's just crazy to think about the ride that, that we've been able to be blessed to go on. So what is, you know, I know that you're the sales director, but take me through a little bit of your day, your process. Yeah. So obviously I do the high ticket sales for Russell Brunson's mastermind group. It's a $25,000 a year mastermind group. So I do all of that. We have a couple of other programs as well that I do sales for, as well as I do have my own podcast and building and growing that also. So it's, I mean, a normal day for me is to be talking with people just, you know, like you and I are talking. I love being around people like you, Tony, people who are achievers, who have aspiration to change the world, to build their communities. And it's just been, been a blessing, like I said, to be around. All right. So let's talk a little bit about your podcast because I'm actually really fascinated. I know you're just launching it. It's a really cool concept and idea, humblepower.com. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back on the Be Fulfilled Show. Are you suffering from marketing dysfunction? Are you not able to perform online as well as you could when you were younger? Unable to keep up with the intimate demands of buying product, running offers, and shipping items to your customers? Say hello to Ship Offers, clinically proven to enhance the growth and longevity of your business. Get some today at shipoffers.com. All right, we are back today with Derek Wilson out of Boise, Idaho. I know there's a small little town near there that you actually live in. <laughs> it's just easier to say what it's called. Boise, no. Idaho. You're uh, the sales director at ClickFunnels been working with Russell Brunson for about 10 years. You're in high ticket sales. You're around the mastermind group, 25K. And you've just got a lot of opportunities there. But before the break, we talked a little bit about the launch of Humble Power, your podcast show. 
what is Humble Power? And tell me kind of like your goal with the show over maybe the next year or so. Sure. The concept of Humble Power came about just under a year ago. I lost lost my dad. He had a heart attack. It was sudden, unexpected. And the amazing thing that happened after losing my dad was seeing the legacy that he had left. Like I said, we grew up in a very small town and just people messaging me and reaching out with phone calls and everything from around, literally from all around the country. And I just, it got me thinking like, okay, my dad left such an amazing legacy being a cattle rancher in Riggins, Idaho, right? Of all places in the world. And all of these people, like he was people's heroes and he was just almost like a larger than life figure and he had this legacy. And so it really got me thinking, what is my legacy? Yes, I do sales. And yes, I'm around these amazing people. But what can I do to help people maybe who are in a situation like me and introduce humble power, right? So the whole concept with humble power is dispelling the belief that if you're going to be rich, whether that be rich in relationships, rich in business, you know, in all the different areas of your life, that you can't be humble. Because again, that's what I was taught growing up. I was taught that, you know, it's these rich, rich a-holes. I don't know how graphic I can be, but these rich a-holes that drive the beamers, right? And they must have stepped on the throats of us blue collar folks in order to be able to get to where they are. And after being around the inner circle and the mastermind group and people that are doing, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 figures a year in business, it's like, gosh, these are some amazing people. They're changing lives. They're building businesses. They're still at home with their family. They're impacting millions upon millions of people. But that wasn't what I was taught right? Like I I was taught, those are the people that would step on our throat for a dollar. And so the whole journey with humble power is to prove, I guess, once and for all that you can be humble and still be powerful in all the different areas of your life. No, I like that. Are you a country music fan? Absolutely. All right. So Tim McGraw has the song, Humble and Kind. Yep. What does that mean to you? Well, being humble and kind, I think in, in this day and age of social media and Twitter and everything else, you don't get recognized for being humble and kind, right? It's usually the the hot takes, right? And it's the who can be the biggest troll and just get a little bit of a a spotlight to to get your five minutes of fame. And so as you see all these different things that are kind of shifting in our society, it's like, you know, whatever happened to to being powerful without having to say that you're powerful, right? Whatever happened to walk softly and carry a big stick? Like, I feel like we've gotten away from that. And I understand it. Like people have to gain attention, and, you know, you have to put yourself out there in order to gain a following. But do we have to do it that way? Do I have to show you a picture with my Lamborghini in order for you to think that I'm cool and inspiring? And I don't believe so. I know it works, but I don't think it's sustainable, right? So I want people to be comfortable, you know, building and growing an amazing life and not having to be that arrogant person. Sure. I mean, you just kind of answered in a lot of ways the whole reason why I'm doing the show. So be fulfilled subtitles, the real stories behind success. I'm going to ask the question because I've already kind of got the answer, but I want to hear it come out of your mouth. What is success to you? What's your definition of success? Ooh, that's a good question. First of all, I would say I, I do believe it's different for a lot of people. But for me, when I look at success, I look at freedom, right? I look at freedom to not have to get in your car and battle traffic to go to a job that you hate so you can live a life that you can't afford, right? I think that so many people look at success as acquiring things, material things. But I can tell you, having gone from literally in a position to where we talked about the insurance business, and I was fired unexpectedly right before Christmas. And Tony, I was building shelves for my mom to get $200 so I could get Christmas presents for my, at that point, babies. And having gone from there to where I'm at now to where I don't have to worry about paying my bills, I don't have to worry about, 
you know, putting gas in my car, like things like that. I can tell you that none of that stuff actually matters unless you have freedom, right? Like you have, you have the ability to make choices on what am I going to do today with my day? If I choose to work 16 hours, great. I'm doing it because I love what I'm doing. But also if I want to sit home and go up and hang out with my babies, my twin girls that are two and a half months old, then I'm going to do that too. And so again, success to me ultimately is freedom and being able to live the life that you want, not the one that you feel like you have to. I think that's, you know, a beautiful way of putting it. I mean, it goes, the reason why I mentioned Tim McGraw earlier is kind of what I'm getting from you, my vibe, right? Very humble. And and you came from upbringings that brought you perspective and you saw your friends go off one way. You saw your brother go off a different direction and you stayed very humble and you said, sure, let me learn. And 10 years later, you're selling high ticket, you know, items and closing big deals at 25K a pop. And I mean, I know that you do more than just high ticket sales, but the concept is humble, like just a very easy way about being on this interview, talking to you. What kind of student were you going to school, growing up? Like what was education for you like? I actually was a really, really good student, believe it or not. I know looking at me with the the bald head and kind of looking a little bit Debo from Friday or something, right? But uh, I actually was a really good student and I was kind of a procrastinator with schoolwork though because I was so focused on other things, but I always, I always did get good grades and I've always been a big learner. I love music, but I love just as much listening to a podcast or educational stuff. So I've always felt like the way that would get me from where I was growing up to where I am now and where I ultimately want to be is going to be through education. And I'm not talking about a university degree whole different topic on that. But I think that we undervalue education that's outside of institutionalized education, right? Learning from people like you, Tony, um, maybe other people out there, hopefully being able to learn from me and being able to take more real life, like applicable knowledge and applying it to their life. And so, yeah, I mean, I've always felt like I'm, I'm a big student and anybody out there that's struggling with different things, I would encourage you to find somebody who's doing the things that you want to do and learn from them. Don't just go buy another book or another tape or another degree. Like figure out who's doing what you want to do in your life. If that's internet marketing, follow a guy like Russell Brunson. I mean, he's brilliant, right? If you want to do, you know, in in your space, like follow a guy like Tony, like figure out somebody who's doing it and follow them, educate yourself on them. And and that is, at least in my opinion, from what I've been able to witness is the best way to get from point A to point B. Yeah. I'm sitting here calculating numbers in my head, trying to figure out a mastery, you know, like in a sales director, like how many thousands of hours you've accumulated over 10 years of selling, right? So you basically have a master's in sales, like, right? And so that's amazing because, you know, you go to a university, I'm not bashing on education because I think my mom was a teacher, so I know she listens to my show. So I'm never going to bash on education. She was a special ed teacher for over 30 years. But I think kind of like the internet, I think like how we think about shopping, we've had to adapt, And I think we have to adapt to our forms of education today and where we receive it, where we go to school, what we choose to as our long-term path. Like I went to two years of junior college, mainly to play sports, got a job right out of college into radio broadcasting, spent a better part of about seven years, met my wife and then launched this company and we're 16 years down the road. So that's kind of like my whole path. I wasn't a great student ever. Mm -hmm. But when I look back on education as a whole, it taught me how to play. I remember going to school because I wanted to play. I wanted to have fun, right? It taught me about, you said it, bringing your lunch, you know, in a, in a lunch bag. I dropped a buddy of mine off this morning who was having his car fixed and he got out of the car and he had his little lunch pail, basically. And I was like, 
you brought your lunch. All right, kid. Dad's dropping you off at school today. Go have fun and play, you know, because that's the most important thing I think we're missing in our society today is play. We're so stressed. I mean, people, I feel so bad that you lost your dad unexpected of a heart attack. I just think about like how hard people are working today to make money, to come home and to literally be stuck in a life and a job that they really don't like, but they don't know how to get out of it. And that kind of brings me full circle to what ClickFunnels is offering. And our society today is a platform that allows people to create for them another stream of income to take what they've learned on their path. Maybe it's even in the oil fields, like amazing if you could ever sit down and talk to your friends and say, hey, look, I could help you transfer your knowledge into a course or a high ticket item that you could eventually sell through a funnel. And they're like, what's a funnel? I'm like, just the same way the oil rigs go up and down. Just think about it, like putting stuff in and taking it out, putting stuff in and taking it out. And so I really get the gift of education today in new platforms, such as really deep diving and learning ClickFunnels. And so for the audience who is listening, heard it mentioned, and Russell, take us through your kind of experience with ClickFunnels as what it is and how it's helping to change, really, I I believe, our society. Mm -hmm. Well, I... So when it comes to internet marketing, it's, it's such a scary thing, right? And I just did an interview with someone in our inner circle, Rachel Peterson. She's big in the social media world. And we were talking about this exact thing because when you think of making money online, the first thing that comes out is, is somebody with a picture in front of, again, their, their luxury sports car saying how I made a million dollars in the last month. And so, so many people just can't even grasp like the possibilities with it because they look at that and they're like, I can't do that. Or, you know, this guy's just trying to scam me, Right. When in reality, it is a lot of people that use ClickFunnels are, are kind of like what you talk about. They're people who are able to maybe generate enough extra money online to pay a car payment. Or, or be the $200 extra a month instead of, not that you didn't want to help your mom, but you could make a couple extra hundred dollars. You know, that they say the people who are near bankruptcy are about three to $500. If they had an extra three to $500 coming in extra a month, they wouldn't have to file bankruptcy. Right. And it's crazy. And it's crazy to think and kind of to go and tie the whole education conversation we were having back into this is that so many people are stuck in their way of this is how I make my money, right? Like this is how, if I'm a welder, I weld. I don't market. I don't try to get bigger jobs. I don't try to get more higher paying jobs. Like I put my listing on in the phone book or wherever. And when I get called, I go and I work. Whereas, you know, you use a software like ClickFunnels to where you literally can have three clicks in a sale on whatever it is that you're doing. Or you could have two clicks in a lead generation system with what you're doing. And it's, this stuff isn't rocket science. Some people try to make it harder than it is. But what Russell had done with ClickFunnels is it's amazing to be able to, to put all of this stuff to, you used to have a graphic designer, you used to have a website developer, you used to have a, you know, a copywriter, you used to have five or six different people just to be able to put something out there and sell it online, right? With ClickFunnels, literally what you need is your computer and ClickFunnels. And you're going to have to put a little time into learning some of the nuances of it, obviously. But this stuff isn't rocket science. But again, I think it comes back to the education of we're not taught to think outside of our little bubble very often. So when you see something like ClickFunnels or you see something that can make you a little extra money online, my first thought is I'm going to put my guard up because they're trying to scam me, right? And then my second thought is, oh, well, I'm not smart enough to learn that. Whereas if, man, if you just dispelled a couple of those beliefs, and like you said, Tony, if, even if they were able to put out you know, something small that made them $300 a month, I mean, again, that could be the difference in them having a vacation every year or not. It could be that, you know. Yeah. You know, I ran a live event uh, last year and as I was going into my second day, I'm like, oh, 
I need to put my group coaching offer together. And I literally put on some music and gave an assignment to everybody. And I quickly went to my ClickFunnels account, made sure it was integrated with Stripe. It's a payment processor. About two minutes inside the program, I was passing my laptop around. Like you can just tell the idea that I had in my head. And seven people signed up for group coaching. That's as many people as we could take. And I was charging $1,000 a pop. So I know it sounds weird. Somebody's listening saying you can make seven grand in five minutes worth of work. You have to know where your audience is and when you're in front of them, what you're selling to them and making sure of delivering on value. And that's what we do every single day in my company and what I do on the side is really trying to deliver value. It's not like you're going to be the guy with the Lamborghini sitting on the side of the road and there's going to be a bunch of lawn chairs and there's the cliffs and you're like chilling. I very few people that I come in contact with are that scammy or that sleazy. What I think, you know, Derek's talking about too is the humble, humble journey, the salesman, the person who knows they're going to put in a lot of hard work to make a sale. The sale can be a lot easier. The process of ClickFunnels is click, click sale. I mean, it's like, I love Amazon's model. You log into your account, click, and you're done. I mean, that's the same way I equate ClickFunnels is very simple. It's easy to move through. And then you get the idea of bundling. There's a lot of offers that you can create. So I don't want to take any away from what you can do with ClickFunnels. If you're sitting here thinking, what is ClickFunnels? That is a number one reason why you should go visit ClickFunnels because I can't say what it is for everybody, but I can say what it's been for me, which is a platform of education. It's learning. It's constantly digging deep into being creative. And I know the internet well. I know how to build really well. I've had my moments of banging my head against the wall. I'm like, why won't this work? But there's so the community. I mean, there's 80,000 to 100,000 people in your Facebook community willing to help as well. So, I mean, This interview isn't for ClickFunnels. It's really about Derek, but your path has led you to ClickFunnels. 10 years into it, as you you look back on this journey of of saying, I don't really know what it is, but sure, Russell, whatever you need, I'll do it to where you're at today. Tell me about the 10-year journey. Did you meet your wife on this journey? No, me and my wife have actually been together since first year of college. So about 15 years, we've been together, married for 10. So she's been through all of it. And there were the times to where in the beginning, it's like, how long are you going to do this without making any money? Right? Because when you start learning sales, as much as you know, we all like to think how good we are at sales and everything else, there's always a learning curve. And so she literally has, she's been there from the very beginning to where, you know, back in those days, we were kind of relying on her income. And, you know, we've been blessed enough now to where she doesn't work anymore. She's stays at home with our babies. She has her own online stuff that she works on with her business. I mean, the last 10 years have just been insane. And I think so much of it, again, not to you know beat a dead horse, kind of country boy, obviously, um, but uh, you know, it really does. It comes back to like, what is possible in my life? I, I have friends of mine, and we have conversations. And it's just like, man, I wish I could, wish I could like shake you and explain to you like there is more than just the oil fields, right? Like there is more than you having to get on an airplane, fly out to Pennsylvania from Idaho every other week in order for you to make enough money for your family to get by. Like there's, there's more to life than that. How would you break that down? Let's say you have been beating a dead horse. You can't get it through their thick skull, right? Yep. What is some of the approaches you've tried? I'd be curious in that insight, right? Like what are some of the things, because I learned this through my path in life, right? That I'm not in the business to convince. Right. So we need those people that would jump on a plane and go fly. Like we need everybody like is doing the job that they need to do to put 
food on the table. How would you maybe explain it to them? Like you could create this part-time that you don't have to quit that job. So what's the step up for them? What would that look like? See what, what I try to do with my friends and my family who are even open to it, because again, I'm like you, I'm not here to try to get them to, to take a completely different path. If they're dead set on it, like I'm not here to lose friends over what I'm doing. So usually for me, it's just, it's just saying, Hey, check this out and see what you think about it. Again, I'm not trying to sell them something like ClickFunnels isn't an MLM, no disrespect to MLMs, but I'm not trying to, to sell them on anything other than the fact that maybe what their narrow focus is on, maybe there's something a little bit bigger that they could be doing or that they could aspire to be doing. And again, so many times with people that I grew up with, it's an absolute uphill battle. And so again, I don't try to convince, I don't try to, you know, overpower them or, or try to sell them on the idea. It's just, it's usually about just small little, little whispers, right? Like, Hey, maybe you should check this out. Or, Hey, maybe you should check this guy out. Who's doing this. Like it's similar to what you're doing. And you know, it's been pretty cool to see actually some of the shifts that happen. And then some of the friends of mine that just absolutely heels are dug in and they're not going to budge. And, and that's okay too. We can still hang out and Talk about the good old days, right? <laughs> no, I love that. Uh, you know what, Derek? I'm leaving a couple things on the table because what I want to do is, is shift our conversation into what I love to call the fulfillment side of the show, where I'm just going to rapid fire some questions. They come from kind of listening in this interview to, you know, what I, what I really find is a fascinating human being. I'm honored. Rachel should be honored to have you on her show. And just Russell should be honored that you work with him every single day. And, and Jessica should be honored that she's married to you because I'm honored to interview you today. So just to really go through that process. So we're going to call this the fulfillment question segment. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Favorite vacation spot and why? So my favorite vacation spot, bar none, absolutely is up in our family's cabin. When I say cabin, it's literally like a, a 15 by 20 cabin in the middle of the hills at 8,000 feet in the Idaho mountains. There's a lake about a mile and a half away. You can go fishing, the most beautiful views that you'll ever have. And more importantly, there's absolutely no cell phone coverage, no connectivity to the outside world. So when you want to get your thoughts together, I'm a big believer in just having silence around you. And there's no more silent, more beautiful, or more, uh, to me, inspirational place than being up in the mountains. All right. Most interesting thing you've experienced in life? Most interesting. Oh, gosh, I have been through some interesting things. When you say interesting, I would say one of the most interesting things that I've gone through has actually been over the past couple of months. When my dad passed away and my stepmom became the heir to his estate, that has been interesting. And I would say interesting in, in kind of a, I would say in a disappointing way, it's been interesting to figure out what what money and power can do to certain people. It's been very challenging. Probably some of the most challenging times of my life have been over the past few months, trying to hold on to my family's ranch that again, has been in our family for 130 years, you know, where I grew up, where I still love to go and just seeing what can happen with people if, if they're focused on the wrong things, right? I mean, if your focus is solely and completely in money and that's it, and you're not you know, focusing on being fulfilled. And that's why I love what you're doing with this, Tony, because I think so many people focus on money to fulfill them as opposed to, to being fulfilled and the money will follow it. And it's been so interesting to see how people can be when they have an opportunity to get a little bit of money in front of them, right? So true. So true. All right. The craziest thing you've done and not got caught doing that you'd be able to share with us today. 
Okay, so one of the things that comes to my mind, and I don't even know why this comes to my mind. So in sixth grade, we made these little bow and arrows out of uh, pens and rubber bands and stuff. And we were all shooting them and just sticking each other with them, right? Just like just being evil, right? me and a few of my friends, again, in sixth grade. And so everybody got caught except me. I didn't get caught. And I probably lied about it looking back and said that I wasn't doing it. And then at the end of the year, my teacher had found out. And so I got the award for Mr. Sly in our class because I was the only one that was sticking each other with these little homemade bows and arrows and didn't get caught for. That's probably a dumb one, but that's the first thing that popped in my mind. I love that, man. Thanks for taking us back to a really great time, childhood memory. All right. Mindset question now around losing your job right before Christmas, humbling yourself. You need a couple extra hundred dollars to pay for Christmas gifts to where you're at today. What's the biggest mindset shift you've experienced? Control your destiny. And I know that that is like the biggest cliche ever. But can you go, can you go deeper? When I was fired from my job, I had, I had nothing else, right? When I was fired from the only job I've ever been fired from in my entire life. And again, it was, it was one of those things that just happened instant. It was like, we're good. We're good. We're good. You're done. And so what I remember, the, the biggest thing that I guess I was disappointed in myself and it wasn't about getting fired because me and that company, it wasn't a good match. It was the fact that I didn't have any way to provide for my family outside of that. And I should have been able to see that coming in advance. So my, my challenge, I guess, maybe to your listeners, especially those of you that have jobs out there, would be do not just blindly rely on your boss or on your job or on your company to provide for your family right? Because if you do that, you're going to be in a very bad situation if something unexpected. I mean, for, you know, I mean, God forbid Russell got killed or something in a plane wreck, right? And ClickFunnels burned to the ground for some reason. If I don't have anything else going on, that's my fault, right? Or if I were to get fired or just whatever else. So you, you have to make sure that you're taking responsibility. And that's the biggest lesson that I learned from that situation is that I was in a position where I had no control over my destiny. And I allowed that to happen myself. And, and so that would be the biggest thing that came out of that for me. Interesting. I, I like that. Appreciate that. Two more questions. Your favorite hobby or pastime? Football, man. Football has been one of the biggest inspirations for me. Taught me more life lessons than just about anything else. I actually still coach varsity football here and absolutely love being around the kids. I think they keep you young and just the game of football. I love the sport. Love to be around it. All right. Last question. Take your wife, Jessica's mindset, everything she knows about you. She has one word to describe you. What would that one word be? Man, probably depends on the day. (laughs) We're on good terms right now. (laughs) We're on good terms. No, I'm just joking. Um, I would hope, I guess, I think that if she had one word to describe me, it would be honorable is what I would, I guess, I would hope that she would say. And what I mean by that is I hope that I'm being an honorable man to her, to my kids, and just, again, honoring our relationship and being committed to be in our relationship. And so I think that would be the one word that she would use to describe me. Well, I could definitely relate to that word today. Thank you for coming on the Be Fulfilled Show, The Real Stories Behind Success. It's not money we seek. I think it's so much more. Freedom was the word you chose today to describe success to you. And you painted a beautiful picture of how I think we can find freedom in our life today. One is take control of it, not allow institutions and others to tell you what you're worth, what you need to do to live the best life. You get to create the best life every single day. It sounds like you've gone through just an incredible journey, 15 years with your wife, 10 years married, 
two and a half month old twin girls, your hands are full coaching to give back, helping, even though football, you know, you weren't able to, to make a career out of it. You definitely are finding ways to give back. You live in a small community. There's some pain in your, in your words today. I can hear that there's some disappointments that I think you're struggling and also working through. So I just wanted to say thanks for being candid. You know, I always say, if you need inspiration, just look up. It's amazing what we get to do every single day. And I forget that sometimes I look down and, you know, if I look up, I get a little bit of the sunshine. I get a little inspiration knowing that I'm a small little piece in this big giant, you know, world. I always used to say I'm about as important as a freckle on a man's ass. So, you know, I'm not that important. Okay. I just want to make sure too. So I always say I'm not, I'm not that important, but if you get enough of us together, we can cause a big problem. And I just want to say thanks for coming on. And I'm excited for our listeners today to visit humblepower.com and you know, get the podcast, start learning about Derek at a deeper level, listen to some of his interviews, got a lot of great insights from a lot of wonderful guests, but you also just get to go deeper with Derek. You can learn more about what we talked about at clickfunnels.com. Is there anything that you want to say before we go? I love to ask guests this one question. I guess I should have said there's two questions left, but mm-hmm. last question is, so you came in with a mindset. You came in with, I hope the show is going to go a certain way. And at the end of it, I want to ask you how you feel. How do you feel about coming through this process, this journey, any insights that you gained or maybe anything that you had some awareness around that you weren't thinking of, like that sixth grade story that you are now thinking about? That's funny. I don't know how you got that out of me. I'm still still kind of puzzled by that. But no, I've, I've absolutely, like I told you before, Tony, big fan, enjoyed the process that we went through. The last thing I guess that I would love to leave your listeners with is if you because I, I've struggled with depression and anxiety and stuff like that in, in my past. And the one thing that I will tell you is that no one ever says, you know what, I'm so depressed because I've been helping so many people lately, right? That's one thing that, I, that you'll just never hear. So if you are depressed, if you are anxious, if you have those feelings, try to figure out how you can help somebody. And it's amazing how much better you'll feel. And, and like I said, again, like no one is ever depressed because they're so busy helping other people, you know, with their problems, their needs, whatever else. So I guess that would be it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Derek Wilson. And until next time, make today the best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at drainersanddrivers.com and download my free mini course designed to give you more clarity and freedom in your day. It might just change your life forever.